What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 327 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. All right, so three number 327. And I promised you guys a few episodes ago that I'd be uh, on my high-quality headphones, uh, official podcast system, and I am not. I am uh, back in the truck. Um, but I did buy the system. It is sitting on my desk. And um, as I talk to you guys about often, uh, imperfect action is better than perfect action, right? Uh, perfect action would be having that thing set up. Um, imperfect action is me recording this from the truck with some background noise and some bullshit. But what often happens to me and a lot of people is I can't fucking figure out the system that I bought for my computer. I probably don't have the right things to plug, um, you know, a headphone into a Mac. Um, and I don't really understand how the interface works between that and Zoom because I've never used Zoom for a podcast. So I just bail on it, right? I just get that stuff, um, the creative part of this, the recording of the podcast, the I have a long list of guests that I want to talk to. I have a ton of topics I can talk about. Um, this is the fun part for me. The technical aspect uh, is the part that I don't like, uh, I don't understand very well, and that almost stopped me from even starting this, you know, six years ago, whenever it started. Um, so again, if I keep waiting until that, that gets set up, I'll miss out on 10, 20 podcasts of information I want to share with you guys because I can't figure out the technology. So what I typically decide to do is just press forward. But with that said, I did contact a friend of mine who is a podcast guy, has better technical knowledge than me, has a podcast studio that I can use if I have guests. Um, I reached out to him so I can have him help me. Uh, set mine up and also possibly use his studio for some guests. So I'm going to see him next week. Uh, I believe it's Monday. So hopefully uh, sometime shortly after that, we'll have some better quality audios going on. All right. So all that said, uh, I wanted to talk today about something that's kind of underlying what we talk about a lot, but it kind of came clear to me yesterday. And funny enough, with our conversation here about the podcast quality, I recorded about an 18-minute really good podcast yesterday on this same topic on my uh, like AirPod headphones, walking the dog, and uh, got home and replayed it because I had a feeling, and it was all fucked up. The iPod, the earphones must have been running out of battery, so it literally recorded like every third word. So it didn't even have the option of giving you guys a shitty one, like it was that bad. So I'm gonna try my hand at the same uh, podcast topic. Which was that life is just fucking hard, right? Life is hard. Now, this was a relevant topic for me to yesterday because yesterday was harder than today. Uh, at the time I recorded it, I was having a hard time with a couple different things. But this is relevant regardless of if you're having a great day or a fucking shit day. All of us are going to have, and this is going to be in varying degrees from person to person, periods of time, days, weeks, months, years, that things are pretty good. 
Sometimes things are great. But we're also going to have days, months, years where things really suck and things are really fucking hard, right? And, and unfortunately for many people, the hard times will outnumber the good times. Hopefully, for most people, the good times will outnumber the hard. But I think for everyone, there's going to be both. I know there is for me. And I know there is for everybody that I know. And the knowledge, the understanding of the fact that there are hard times to come is really, really important. Because we don't want to live in this world where we just kind of cross our fingers and hope that the hard times don't come, right? That's not a strategy. Uh, And if it is a strategy, it's not an effective one. It's not a good one, right? What we need to do is we need to understand that those difficult times will be coming sooner or later and be prepared to handle them, okay? Well, now, how do we prepare for them, right? How do we prepare for these unknown hard times? We don't know exactly what they're going to be, but we know they're going to come, right? We know some of them are inevitable, right? Deaths, Deaths of loved ones, right? People that we care about. Probably some career, job things, challenges, stresses. Right? Maybe we lose a job. Maybe we get moved. Maybe we have a job that we don't like. We're going to have some very difficult challenges in relationships, no doubt. Right? Whether that's a romantic relationship, family relationship, friend relationship, again, coworker, boss, uh, employee relationship. Uh, we're going to have health and illness challenges, perhaps, hopefully not, right? But but likely we'll have something somewhere along the lines and countless others. So we know they're coming, but we don't know exactly how or when, but we know they're coming, right? What, what do we do to prepare for that? Well, I think about uh, one of the many quotes that I love is that um, calm seas don't uh, – great, ca- great captains are not born on calm keys or are not are – not, born on calm seas or something like that. I don't think that's accurate, but you get the idea. And what they're saying is that you cannot learn to be a good a captain. If you're going to be a captain of a ship, right, a vessel out on the open ocean, uh, it is logical to assume that you are going to encounter some shit out there. <laughs> I've seen some videos that are terrifying, right? Wind, waves, like storms that are just terrifying. And I actually have no idea how people can manage uh, captaining a ship through something like that. But that's beside the point. Somebody does it. Somebody knows how to do it. Now, what that captain, in preparation for that, I mean, the expression, it says it. You know, the only way you can be good at that shit is by doing it. You really can't learn on calm, quiet seas, a lake, no wind, no waves, no mechanical failures. Everything's going great. It's pretty easy to, I mean, I I have a boat. It's pretty easy to maneuver a boat around like that. Uh, When the shit hits the fan, though, I don't know that I would know what to do, right? So we can't prepare that captain in that calm sea and then expect him to know what's going to happen when the big storm hits. So what will likely happen 
when the big storm hits is that captain will shit his pants. That captain will make poor decisions. That captain will panic. That captain will probably fuck things up. And this is what happens to us, right? Now, what that captain, a couple, couple things that that captain could do if we rewind this. Number one, this is, a, this is the choice that a lot of us make. That captain is that captain's going to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to hope, cross my fingers, that I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm going to hope that I don't ever run into one of those crazy storms. I'm going to hope that my gauges never fail. I'm going to hope that my uh, first mate or whoever fuck it is next to me never um, gets sick. I'm going to hope that um, I never have mechanical fails. I'm, I'm never going to have terribly high winds. I'm never going to lose uh, my radar or my uh, compass, whatever, right? I'm going to just hope everything goes all well all the time. Uh, pr- probably the worst strategy there is, right? It's, it's ridiculous when we say it in these terms. But when we look at our lives, we that's not ridiculous. Most of us kind of go through that way. Fingers crossed. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. And wish for the best, right? Not good. Option two, that guy can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do the best I can when that comes. Uh, you know, I, I only have these calm seas to practice on. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to, th- you know, think about what I would do. But I won't really know until it happens, and then I'm going to cross my fingers and do the best I can. Uh, that's probably the approach that most of us take after the first approach. We either pretend it's never going to happen, or we just pretend that we're going to know how to handle it when it happens. Both of which are uh, grossly inaccurate and very poor ways to prepare. The best way for this guy to prepare would be to find a way to simulate those conditions, or at least start learning under gradually harder and harder and more challenging conditions, right? So we don't want to throw him from the calm sea that he's now he's mastered the the lake and the calm sea. I don't want to throw him into the greatest, biggest storm of all time. That's silly. But I do want to give him some rough water. So I don't, you know, again, I'm not a captain. I don't know how to do this, but I'm just using, run with me on this analogy. If I can get him into, okay, if we have grade one to 10 storms, let me put him in a level two storm to start with. Let me give him a little wind, some waves, let him figure that out. And then after he gets good at that, he shows that he can do it. Let me give him a number three or four storm and maybe have knock one of his gauges out. Right. Let him see how let me see how he handles that. OK. And then let me give him a five or six and let me take his uh, first mate and throw him overboard. Now he's by himself. Mild to severe storm, uh, but his gauges are all working. And then we're going to take a gauge out and then we're going to make it dark. Right. So little by little, I'm subjecting him to the circumstances and the stresses that will likely come. And then I'm going to keep doing this to where I'm actually, I'm, I'm test, I'm teaching him in a sim, in a situation that's really similar, as similar as I can get it, to as bad as he's going to see. Like I want him to know when he heads out on a calm sea that even if this thing shits the bed completely, 
I'm going to be all right because I've trained for this. I've practiced in a level 10 storm and I'm experienced in it. That's the guy who I want driving my boat, right? So how do we do this in our own lives, right? Because we can't feasibly go out and say, hey, I'm going to go get divorced, <laughs> right? As a, as a practice run for the next time I get divorced. Like that's not how life really works, right? We, we don't know what that's going to feel like, and we can't really do a dry run of that. But what we can do is put ourselves in willing, difficult, challenging, hard situations. And this can be many, right? Um, first example would be exercising, right? I mean, you've heard anybody who talks, who loves to exercise, has experienced the feeling of overcoming, right? The feeling of getting through something hard. Now, this will vary, right? Some, uh, an elite level lifter's workout or, or, or runner or anybody would, would, just, would kill a normal person who doesn't exercise. But even for a beginner, going for a short jog or even an inclined walk or a walker, it might be super challenging. So it, it really doesn't matter. The point is you're asking your body to do something difficult. When you're asking to do your, your body to do something difficult, especially by choice, right? Again, if you've got uh, your house is on fire and you have to deal with that heat and get out, like you're, you don't have a choice, right? When you go to the gym, when you go for a run, when you go to do something, you're consciously, it's almost, it's almost harder in a way mentally because you, you, you have to will yourself to do it, right? So you will yourself to get to the gym. You will yourself to run at a, at a pace that's uncomfortable for you. You will yourself to lift weights that are really hard for you. This is beginning the process of learning how to do hard shit and dealing with the emotions and the mental aspect that comes with uh, hard, uncomfortable shit, right? Um, you've heard me talk a lot about the ice bath. You know, I love the ice bath for this reason. Now, I believe there are health benefits. I've read about them. I understand the idea. I'm, I'm quite certain there's health benefits to ice bath, but I don't care if there are zero. Even if there were zero health benefits, I do it and I love it for the mental, emotional strength of it. It is a very uncomfortable situation that you are willingly putting yourself into you're dealing when you when you step into that water first of all you know psychologically before you even do it once you've done it once what's in store for you so your body is saying no 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 do not fucking do this you have to get past that and do it that's a big thing learning how to do that then once you get in it your body is screaming adrenaline is pumping all these hormones are going through your body telling you to get out this is not feel good this is not feel natural it's not feel normal get out get out get out you have to override it. You have to breathe through it. And to make your your duration that you're planning to go, five minutes, six minutes, ten minutes, whatever. And then you get out, and it's an incredible, incredible endorphin release. Physically, it's an amazing uh, overcoming, winning feeling mentally, emotionally. I mean, to me, it's it's really, really up there with, like, one of the most amazing experiences. Now, what's really funny about this and what I love about it, and now again, you can apply this to everything in life that there is that's hard to do. 
you just get better at it, right? This is why my, my point of this podcast is we have to do hard shit. Willingly, consciously, like choose to go do hard stuff, right? We choose to go lift and exercise. We choose to ice bath. We choose to go train martial arts, whatever. Anything that you can do that's hard, right? Because even though that's not anything like the same as going through a loss of a job, loss of a loved one, a divorce, I'm not trying to say it's the same thing. What I'm saying is the hormones that are released, the feelings in your body are, are similar enough that you get familiar and comfortable with those shitty feelings. And they don't freak you out as much, right? I was just having this conversation with my uh, coach the other day at Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I still remember a couple months in, uh, one of the first times I, I rolled with uh, one of his instructors who's a big guy and a brown belt. And uh, I went to take him down, and he, and he put me in a front choke, like a guillotine choke. And he sat down on his butt, and I, and he just had me like in a choke and a headlock. So I'm like, imagine my, imagine like a football tackle, right? So I go to make a football tackle, and he just puts his arms around my neck like a headlock, and he's just squeezing me. Um, I freaked the fuck out, right? Nobody knew it, but but inside I was like, holy shit. And it felt so scary because I don't think I've been in that position probably since, you know, high school. And um, I, I just was kind of panicked, right? And I was probably there for 10 seconds, but it felt like 10 minutes. And when I got out of there, I was like, man, like I had a really – I really didn't even want to go back. Like there was a moment where I'm like, why am I doing this stupid? I'm not coming back. Like it was really scary. Uh, and then just the other day, I was in that same exact position with my training partner – and it occurred to me that like it didn't freak me out. Like it didn't scare me. It didn't give me this big adrenaline release. Like it was just I was like, Oh yeah, I've been here before. Like I know I know this sucks, it's uncomfortable, but I'm not gonna die. I'm not even gonna get submitted, and I'm gonna get out of this in a few minutes. Um so it was wild, right? And uh I see this with the ice bath. You know, I feel it in myself, how I used to feel when I got in it. Um, I haven't done it in a while right now, to be honest, in a month or just a couple months. So I have a new one at the house getting ready to set up. So I know once I start again, it's going to feel like starting over a little bit. Like I'm a little anxious about getting back in there again because I lost my mojo with it. Um, so my son, uh, when I started doing them, he liked doing them with me. Right. And um, so up at our camp, um, we have a nice bath that we do in the summer. We just fill it up with uh, you know, the, the hose and grab like 10 bags of ice. So it's, it's not super duper duper ice bath, but it's, it's gotta be 50 degrees, you know, pretty cold. And he loves doing it. And every time his friends come over for like a sleepover or something, that's become like a ritual. So his, he and his friends will do it. I'll do it with him. And then everybody, when they get out of the ice bath runs down and jumps in the lake. Now the lake is, you know, lake degrees. I don't know. It's never fucking warm. It's, 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 but it's warmer than the ice bath, right? So if the ice bath is 50 and the lake is 75, I don't know. Um, it feels incredible when you jump in the lake. Like it's unbelievable off of the ice bath, right? Which is again, kind of a good, uh, I don't know, kind of a cool thing, right? Is that you, it's all things are relative, right? The, the lake feels cold until you've done the ice bath first. When you, first, you do the ice bath first, the lake feels like a freaking hot tub. It's an amazing feeling. So the kids will typically go back and forth. But 
my son will jump in and he's super stoic man he'll just climb in sink down below his shoulders and sit there for five minutes straight and barely make a sound face some of his friends will get in and they panic they can't breathe they can't get below their shorts they can't make it 10 seconds they can make it two minutes like they just freak out and really all it is is i mean there's some genetic components to it i think some people just more naturally accustomed to cold and or pain and or difficulty and so forth but the biggest difference is he's done it a lot he's familiar with it everybody else is their first time so they're usually freaking the fuck out you know i bring my friends to it and i watch them freak out and i love it but it's just easier for me because i've done it a lot right you guys have heard me talk a million times about public speaking i hated it i hated it i hated it I had anxiety i had fears i had upset stomachs and now i love it now i look forward to doing it Right now, I embrace it, but I've done it hundreds of times by now, okay? So my point here, guys, is doing hard things willingly prepares us for the hard things that we are we are 100% going to encounter in our lives. We're going to have really stressful things that happen I mean, between the couple of businesses that I'm dealing with and my kids and family stuff, and there's a lot of stressful stuff happening. And doing hard stuff that has nothing to do with this stuff helps me to manage it. It helps me to deal with it because uncomfortable floods of adrenaline, fear, like those things don't rock me as much as they did. They still do. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't go away. I'm not going to say I don't get stressed out. I'm not going to say I don't get upset. I'm not going to say I don't get anxious or nervous or scared or pissed. Like I get all those things still. But I have a much higher threshold for all this stuff. I have a much higher threshold for what freaks me out, right? Um, and that's a direct result of willingly doing hard stuff. And then I also notice when I get the little bitch voice gets a, gets a hold of me and I stop doing hard stuff. I stop doing the ice bath. I stop training hard. I, if I'm not training jujitsu, if I'm doing, if I'm living like this soft life, this comfortable life, when the hard things pop up, they hit me a lot harder. They're a lot harder to deal with. Like I lose my edge in dealing with those. You have to continuously, you can't ice bath once. You can't work out hard twice. You can't train martial arts for a couple weeks. Like this has to be consistent exposure to challenging, scary, difficult situations. You know, you've seen this thing, do something every day that scares you. I, I think that's a bit much. I don't know if, any, if I mean, that's a lot of shit, but you get the idea, right? If you're constantly exposed and putting yourself in positions to learn and grow and be challenged, that just becomes a part of who you are. You learn to embrace it. You learn to take it as a challenge, not a defeat, not an obstacle, but something to be conquered. And that's a pretty awesome way to, to live your life. Go do hard shit, guys. See you soon.